Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekuler and the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you to the top of the hour. Thanks for joining us. Got a lot of stuff to uh, get to, uh, including the uh, first thing we're going to talk about is uh, this is the time to buy before a real estate crash. Is it, in fact, going to crash? We'll have an answer on that in a second. First, let me introduce Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys. You can choose the closing attorney that you want, and Pitt and Frank Attorneys and Kevin and his team are among the best. You can reach yeah, good Kevin. morning. Good morning. You can reach Kevin. He's up and early and rolling. 895-9900. You can also choose the home inspection group that you'd like to use. And without question, the best out there is my buddy Brad Lawler and Home Team Inspection Service. It's Hi. number one, seven-plus years in a row. Yes. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. That's 844-411-TEAM. If you'd like to see a rebroadcast of this show, you can uh, simply go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com. It'll take you to our YouTube channel. You can see this show and other shows. We're doing this in a Zoom environment as we continue to be cautious uh, with regards to getting into the radio station, I guess, to do our show in person. So, Oh, and by the way, I am remiss in introducing my son, Greg. He's just a little tardy coming onto the show. So he is joining us as we speak in progress, as we say. So the question is, do you wait to buy before there's a crash? And I will tell you that there's no, not going to be a crash, but that's what all the experts are saying. By the way, Greg, we already introduced you, told everybody you were a little tardy hey. coming on. Hey, experts say there are good reasons to believe that this is not going to be a crash like we saw back in 2008. First of all, lenders stopped being so lax. You may remember a, a huge contributor to the housing crisis in 2008 was, uh, what shall we call it, dicey lending practices with yes. the financial industry. Um, years of deregulation made it very easy for lenders to loan. In fact, there was what's called a, a no-doc loan. You could just say, hey, I make $400,000 a year. Good. You got a loan. You get a right. house and you get Fabulous. a house. Right. And people were getting not just one house. People were getting two, three, four. Yeah. They, people were yeah. buying as many homes, regular non-investors that couldn't afford to take on these notes. Yep. Then so the ball that, drops. That, that's gone That's away. not happening. We have no inventory. We have people fighting for homes. Right. Th th there is no end in sight, even with the raise in interest rates. Right. Everyone's like, well, when's the ball going to drop? What? Now, just something major has to happen. It's not going to be in the real estate market. That's Kevin, you can jump in on this part of it. Fortunately, mortgage forbearance programs have allowed struggling borrowers to pay their payments until they could get back on their feet in this day and age. Kevin, you can say you and I worked hundreds of short sales back in short 2008. You may want to mention to the people what that is or what that was. Back You're then. right. In case you don't know. So that is getting your bank to allow you to return the house to your bank and not pay the difference between what's on the loan and what the house is worth. Does that sum it up pretty well in your mind? Is that pretty well. You, yeah. The house is worth a, a lot less than the outstanding loan at that time. Really unfortunate. And what, what yeah. Greg is talking about is now is that properties have appreciated in value so much yeah. that if you have one that's in a short sell situation, you almost want to suggest that it perhaps may be fraud. 
just because there's not enough equity in the property to take care of paying off the mortgage with the type of appreciations that we have seen the last couple of years, it'd be really hard to have once a short sale. So if you're into statistics, as some people are, if you compare 2010 to now, 2010s when delinquencies on single family homes hit a 30 year high of 11.36%. The rate was just 2.13% in the first quarter of 2022. So everybody, not only right. you have equity, but people are still- Well, and it was predatory lending too, just to reiterate on what was sure. going on in 07, 08, was there was a lot of arms being given, a lot of notes that were that were inflating. There was a lot of things that were forcing people um, that we just don't see. We're not seeing those, those now, markers right. and indicators happening now. And, and so- and finally, if you're watching the replay of this video and you look at Greg and you go, you know, he looks like a lot like Dave Ramsey. He may not necessarily look, but he talks a lot like Dave Ramsey because <laughs> Dave Ramsey points out it's not always as simple as supply and demand, but it's almost always is. Host Dave Ramsey, Ramsey show earlier said that this month, he says the major issue in 2008 was there. It was a tremendous oversupply of homes because of foreclosures. Kevin, have we done a foreclosure this year? No. Yeah, there, there's been some trickling through the system, although, again, when you compare it back to those days, and I think what it is, is with all the different assistance programs that people had, they managed to stay in their home for a long period of time, and now a lot of that assistance is starting to wane, so people are starting to get back over their heads again. Right, well, it's, and it's a much slower trickle, right? And then there's such a yeah, surplus of, of buyer, <laughs> not human buyer inventory that still wants the any inventory yeah. of housing that comes that pops up. So they're it, ready it, to get snapped up. Instead of going to foreclosure, you call you guys up and you list the property. So yeah, we, get, we have five buyers yeah. in the end. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So and I have we haven't done my team hasn't done any foreclosures this year or short sales, so that's a good thing. Um, I mean, just saying, we we don't have the same situation that we have. Hopefully, that gives you some insight. Moving on to the questions, and we get a lot of questions in there. Uh, we don't mind long-form questions, but we've got a couple of them right off the bat of the show here. Um, and I, I don't have a name on this, but I sent this to you, Brad. I listen to your show all the time because I'm planning on buying my first one. My parents have scared me because... They keep telling me about all the problems I will face owning a home. Some of the things they're concerned about, his parents are concerned about washing machine hose leaking, stains around the bathroom fan. I guess these have all happened to his parents and water heater problems. And our listener asks, can Mr. Lawler give me a rundown of some of the key problems he finds and solutions for them? So this is a really good question that I think a lot of buyers might want to have answered. It's a it's a really great question. You know, we work with a lot of first time home buyers who really may not have ever even done any work, you know, or paid attention to the things that their parents did in the homes that they that they uh, you know lived in. You know, a lot of it just goes to you know setting those expectations right up front that no house is perfect. There's nothing that we're going to walk into that's an absolutely perfect house. So there's always going to be some challenges. It's interesting that yeah, he didn't put his name on there or she yeah. didn't put her name on there, but. They identified some water issues. Water is the biggest thing that the home inspector is looking for. So water, you know, coming in through a roof leak, a, a chimney leak, you know, flashings, you know, uh, water coming in around a, you know, a, a basement or through a basement wall because the, the grade of the lot is wrong and the water's going down to a house. These are all things that, you know, a home, identi- home inspector would identify. The other things, you know, uh, many of the things like water heater uh, issues, 
you know, I, Bob, you and Greg could probably talk more about home warranty process, but I know a lot of the clients that we work with are getting home warranty uh, to cover a lot of those, those things uh, that might go wrong in those major appliances and your HVAC system, you know, when they buy the house. So I think there's, you know, there's probably some protection there, but in, in every case, you're going to have to budget some dollars for maintenance. I don't know what rule of thumb, you know, you're applying anymore, but, you know, I know that when I was buying my first house, I was told, Right, you got to have three three percent of your of your purchase price set aside every year for maintenance on your home. I don't know if that's still true or not. But the other thing I would say is that you really need to build out a list of trusted tradespeople that you can work with. You need a great electrician. You need a good plumber. You know, somebody that can come take care of the little minor issues before they become major problems. Nothing there. You know, a leak around a bathroom fan. I mean, these are all things you can diagnose and figure out you know, relatively quickly, but I don't think that it would prevent me from, you know, buying a house, but I just know that I'm going to have some maintenance dollars. And if it's inspected up front, we can negotiate. You can take the information that the home inspector gives you and negotiate, you know, those, uh, those initial repairs. Um, you, you bring up good points, especially with this um, uh, getting a home warranty. And over the past year or so, we've seen those wane because, a buyer didn't want to put that in the price of a home for a seller to pay because you might lose the house. But we're telling our buyers now, think about purchasing it yourself. Right. And that's, I was talking to a home warranty company about that too. We don't sell home warranties and we, that's not a product that, that I as a home inspector do, but right. uh, yeah, as a, as a homeowner, I can completely understand why you would buy my kids own homes that have home warranties, you know, on them. And I know one of the, one of them bought their own warranty. It wasn't included by the seller, but it's just that additional peace of mind that they need. Uh, because look, I, I would imagine all of us understand the idea of building generational wealth through home ownership. And I think all of us on this call today, we, we all want people to walk down that path, just understand, you know, we're educating them along the way about what to expect. Cause you know, again, if you're, if, you know, my teams are professional, they're non-alarmist, you know, we've just, just done our 20,000th inspection. You know, we've got a lot of experience that we can share with those, those, well, any home buyer, but particularly the first time home buyers, we, you know, we walk alongside and show them throughout the house, some of the things that they're going to uh, have to pay attention to. Which is yeah. just for, to interject on my part, from the closing yeah. attorney standpoint, home warranties are great because what they do is for that year after the closing, it, it tends to all the conflict that you would have about, well, the seller didn't tell me about the hot water heater. You call up, the, the agents are both involved. Well, with the home warranty for that year, anything that happens that year, no longer do the calls come to the closing attorneys or to the realtors about, well, did they know about because you have another party that's there to basically take care of those smaller items. So it's really been kind of a blessing for our industry. And we should point out that many agents like ours, our team, we have good working relationships with the home warranty company that we're recommending. So if there's a problem that's a little on the gray side, because there are gray areas, uh, issues, that we have the ability to go in and say, hey, listen, this is uh, needs to be looked at and, and remedied. And typically we get that actually remedied. So that's a good thing. If you are thinking about selling your home, we now have five ways to help you sell and just about guaranteed to help you find your next home before you have to leave your existing home. Want to check it out? Go to bobsellmyhome.com where you can read about it and also fill out a form and I'll call you and we can talk this no obligation. 
and there's no fee for you to fill it out and for me to come out and talk about it. Let's move on. Uh, Kevin, Samantha sent us this email. She says it's my son is a first time home buyer. He does not fully understand the home buying process, which is what we pretty much identified at the top of the show and found himself stuck in a sold as his contract. She says the inspection brought up major concerns that were not disclosed by the sellers. And I believe I followed up on this and the sellers are actually for sale by owner type people, including a risk of electric shock due to incorrectly wired electric multiple leaks problems in the basement and the building structure not up to code. And Samantha is writing in that she now does no clue of what to do for her son. Uh, she needs a, attorney help because she wants to pull out. But the agent that is representing her son has told them that uh, her that it will cost him lots of money, including potentially losing all of his good faith money. Any suggestions on this, Kevin? Apparently, they passed the the uh, response time on the repair request. Um, and apparently, according to Samantha, the agent never told her son that there were actual deadlines in place that needed to be responded to. This sounds like a real problem that needs yeah. legal attention. Well, it does. And it's, it's, you, you had mentioned earlier in this market where you give up asking for a home warranty. A lot of times you give up just because of the fear of losing a deal, the inspection, and you agree to buy the property as is. Mm -hmm. And one of the problems with that, especially when you don't have an agent involved, you everything's specific to the contract, so you don't know if they used a board of uh, realtors contract or not in this situation. But when you sell it as is, and sometimes there's legitimate reasons. If it's an estate, it's your mom's house, you haven't been in it, you can't certify, you know, no, no knowledge, you sell it as is and you have the right to inspect it and it's either thumbs up or thumbs down. Um, and again, sometimes in the contract, you don't even have the right to do that. So if, if you don't have the right to do that, what you'd have to do is make an allegation of fraud, which is that the seller knew of a material defect in the property and was other, under a duty to disclose it to you or in some ways concealed it, like painting over a structural crack in the foundation. That's why, you know, like I said, in, in this current environment that we were, I think, getting out of, there's a reason why you have inspections. There's a reason why you mm -hmm. have repair requests. And I think buyers were put into buying to give up a lot of the due diligence uh, that they otherwise. Well, and let me, and let me ask you do. this, Kevin, on this train of thought, um, and, and Bob, replay that for me. They have an agent or it was for sale by owner? The Samantha's son has an agent who she believes okay, hasn't good, directed good. him properly. So, yeah. Kevin, in this new world where we were flooded the past two, three years with a lot of uh, new agents that were wet behind the ears, right? Right. Um, in a case of misrepresentation, is there an out there? Can you say, you know, Kevin, my agent completely misrepresented me in this deal. And now I am being held with my feet to the fire on a, on a deal that I had no idea about. Now we would go and look back for discussing agency relationships, making sure that, you know, if you're going to the legal tip, right. And saying my, it's what it sounds like is she's, they're screaming that they were misrepresented by agency wherever it is. So we go back to paperwork, right. Making sure that this claim is legitimate? Is there a claim against misrepresentation? Can well, you get out? 
That's what we were talking in the situation, say, the last couple of years, when you're an agent representing a buyer and they just want that house so bad. And you're saying, normally we have these protections in place. They say, no, I don't want to lose the house. So, Greg, let's take away that termite inspection. Let's take away the inspection. We'll just, and so from an agent standpoint, you may have been sitting there advising, I don't think that's a good idea. I really don't think that's a good idea. So we had a lot of agents and brokers would have, as you went through, have the buyer initial off. Yep. Have the buyer initial off. But yep. the problem is, first-time home buyers. They've lost out on 12 oh, houses. Listen, and right now, especially with with all this fighting over and this new these new generation of buyers coming in, and you know, it's crazy to me not to get too off the tail, but people think that two and three percent interest rates are the normal. People are going crazy yeah, well, with interest rates. It's rate. just like, an adjustment guys, to the new norm. No, I know, but this yeah. is this yeah. is what I'm saying well, is this is a symptom of what people think the norm is. They think yeah, it's right. normal well, to run into a home and forego inspections and forego this. But I'll, to get back to this this person's issue, misrepresentation though. I think this is where I would hang my hat on. If you can go back and say, my agent didn't inform me. If we're looking for an out for this client, my agent didn't inform me. Is there a way that I can prove now? Well, it would probably be more of a legal battle, right? Longer, it'd be a legal battle. Machine. You'd have to go against your agent, their E&O. Sure. But what I was going to bring up just briefly yeah. is, in the news, Twitter, Elon Musk, mm -hmm. he waived all his due diligence. So I'm assuming what his highly paid attorneys are going to argue is that even though I gave up due diligence, I had the right to rely on public information, including you provided to the SEC. That's, that's what we're talking about, the purchase of Twitter. Talking case, yeah. Well, it's the purchase of Twitter. So the same thing applies here is that even Contract though well. you give up the right to due diligence, you have the right like if the homeowner knows of a material defect and was in a position to tell you and they gotcha. don't. So it's something similar to that. Interesting. But Greg's point as well is that with all these young buyers and the passion and, and young, and young houses, new agents that are wet behind the ear, oftentimes representing these young new buyers who are not seeking proper counsel in certain yeah. cases, which sounds like this could have been a very similar situation. We're, we're going to see the fallout of the last two years. We're going to have oh, a yeah. lot of cases coming through the system. And it's yeah. just one of those things. It's a period of time. Maybe we're about through it, but get a great realtor, sit down and listen to their advice. Get Brad to take a look at the house for you. I mean, it's just, yeah. I don't right. know how many people in this that have got burnt by yeah. not getting a home. And, the, and you're absolutely right. Get someone with experience. And we're talking some good amount of experience, and that should help you as well. Hopefully, we help you with the answer on this one. We're going to take a break. When we come back, an area home inspector. No, it's not you, Brent. An area home inspector really annoyed a local realtor. We're changing names. <laughs> but I think you'll find this interesting. We have with us Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Our friend Brad Lawler as well, who's with Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. My son Greg, who does our photography and uh, our marketing and so much more. And you can reach me, Bob Sokol, anytime. If you're looking to sell or if you want to buy, we have 12 plus agents. You can reach me at 376-5483. That's 376 5483 we're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. 
Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Pip and Frank has been serving your community for over 30 years in real estate closings and our title professionals educate the real estate industry both locally and throughout the state. Tell your loan officer and realtor to close with Pitt and Frank where we pride ourselves on being your trusted real estate closing expert. Pitt and Frank, signed, sealed and delivered at 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I built the number one brokerage firm in New York City by marketing luxury homes to the most qualified buyers. What makes the difference today in your area? The same thing, custom marketing to the right buyers. In Louisville, the agents with the best marketing plan are Bob and Greg Sokola. Their personalized marketing sells more homes for more money. If they can't find the right buyer on your deadline, they will buy it. Get the best marketing for your home. Go to resellouisville.com and put more money in your pocket. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran, who does uh, Shark Tank fame. You may have seen her on that. Or now several other commercials that she's doing. There's a Honey Nut Ceri- Cheerio commercial she's doing. I was like, oh, well, Greg and I are going to go see her at the end of August. We're meeting with her again, shooting some new commercials. And I'm going to ask her about these other commercials that she's doing because it's great because she's she's become a big star. Uh, also here with us, besides uh, my son Greg, who does our photography and marketing, Kevin Disser, Pitt and Frank Attorneys at eight nine five nine nine zero zero, and Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at eight four 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 one one Team. And you can reach me, Bob Sekolder, anytime. Help you come out there. We talk about what the process is for listing and selling your home. We do not charge you for that meeting at all. It's free of charge, no obligation. And if you want, we will help you get it on the market and sold at your time frame and your price. All right, back to the uh, the questions. And this one's for you, Brad. And I, I mentioned this right before we went to the break. An area real estate agent, and he's asked us to change his name. So we're calling him Steve. So the home inspector called him to complain because he thought, and Kevin, listen carefully because I'm going to need your identification here on this. The home inspector called because he thought the house was vacant. And this inspector was angry that the seller's items were still there and that the inspector was going to have to move some of them because they were in front of an electrical panel and access to the attic. This inspector told Steve, the inspector says, vacant means completely empty based on our Greater Louisville Association regulations. Thoughts? So, so the first thing I was shocked that an inspector would call a real estate agent and admonish the real estate agent, right? 
Yeah, at, at, you know, at Home Team, we we are working with the listing agents through showing time to gain access to that house. We find out what the what the specifics are. Of course, you know, you're not going to know where everything's stacked up until you get into the home. But my assumption always is, if they say vacant, I'm automatically thinking staged. I look lots of lots of homes that I walk into that are quote unquote vacant that are full of beautiful furniture because the the home is staged. So yeah, yeah, yeah we don't come in with any uh, preconceived ideas of, right. of whether or not you know there's contents in the house. The only thing we're asking, you know, we we prefer that the sellers not be there. Um, you know, during the periods of COVID, we had lots of situations where you know sellers would seclude themselves in a certain part of the Brown, house. Let me just back you up. It is easier to do your job without somebody in your way, whether it's inspections yep. or photography or whatever it may be That's in right. our field. A right. lot of times we, we just run long. We like to talk and, and you know, Right, right. So it's that's yeah. easier, certainly, but is it? I, I have no expectation that the house is going to be, you know, empty when I when I read vacant. I I, I read that. Uh, or yeah, relying on the on the definition. Bob tells me homes right. are vacant all the time, where I have to right. go in and half the time I'm like, okay, it's vacant, meaning maybe well, no one's living there, but there might be somebody there. I go new construction homes all the time that are vacant that people are working in. There's, right. Well, and that's where we're going to bring in Kevin. Do you know of any definition of vacant on our with our Greater Louisville Association of Realtors, that vacant means the house is empty of all furniture and people and all that? Have you heard any of that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you're referring to. The only the only suggestion is you mentioned some of the electrical panel being covered up. Maybe yeah. I, yeah. You know, sometimes people when they have a issue with something, they've tried it up to conceal it, but I don't know of any regulation as to the definition of whether a home is vacant or not. Well, and I'll go a step further. I used to I used to be on the forms committee. Yep, not the other agent. I used to be on the the forms committee for uh, MLS improvement, and we talked about you. Would, we talked about definitions and how things get added to MLS to make as a selection vacant, occupied, whatever. They're guides. They're helps. There is nothing legally, and Kevin probably could have told you too, but nothing that I'm aware of. When a home says vacant, vacant, it yeah. just generally means there's nobody there, but it doesn't. Could you never know? You don't. That to me, it sounds like laziness that the person just they just assume. Who knows? And instead of assuming, you know what happens when you assume? It makes a yeah, blank, yeah, a right, blank, gotcha. blank okay. right? Yeah. Let's move forward. And Kevin, I would have normally gone to you with this next question, but you're frozen, and your audio is choppy. His so face is frozen in time. You're, he, you're frozen, so I don't know what's very concerned. There. But we've only okay, got a couple of minutes left, so it's still frozen. Yeah, I'm going to go over to Brad with his next question. Stephen writes in, after the storms several weeks ago, I noticed a crack in my basement wall, and he says, I'm concerned it's a foundation issue. He says, I have not seen any water in the basement, but he's wondering, is there a difference between a vertical crack or horizontal crack? What does it indicate? And should I have my foundation inspected because he saw a crack? Yeah, so generally speaking, the vertical cracks are, are settling cracks. Uh, they're very common. Now, if they're less than, say, a quarter inch wide and there's no water coming through them, I, I would just say continue to monitor. Any horizontal crack automatically is giving me the idea that I would be on the phone with the foundation company. The horizontal cracks are showing you've got hydrostatic pressure, that water building up next to the foundation, which is causing that bowing and the break, which causes the, uh, the horizontal crack. But... Um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of great, you know, foundation companies in town to make a call to. There's some that can, you know, 
patch them. Uh, you know, I've, as I mentioned before, I've got, I think, 21 or 22 different cracks sealed in my basement. I mean, it's, oh. it looks like a jigsaw puzzle, but you know, it's, they've all held up well, they don't leak. I just happen to have a very cracked up, uh, facial Foundation. Walls, you know, so it's and, just and the way it's set up. While we're on cracks, <laughs> let's just do a quick review that, uh, with bricks, if you walk around the exterior of your home folks today, if you get a moment, look for vertical crick, cricks, look for vertical cracks going through or through mortar. Explain the difference. Yeah, so a crack going through a brick is is going to be giving us the picture that there's something moving. The foundation is moving. Cracks in mortar, you know, may or may not indicate anything. If you've got, if you've seen stair stepping, particularly if it mirrors itself on the other side, you know, so if you go 90 degrees around that corner, and if those bricks are doing the same thing on that side, then you, it's the foundation guys will tell you, yeah, you've got shifting, you've got movement. Also, if you look inside your house, if you if you have a crack in a wall. Um, you know, the, the, the drywall may be over a window and it's in the same type of area where you have bricks that are cracked or, or uh, the mortar that's cracked. That's also going to give some indications that you may have had some shifting of the uh, foundation. may not be a huge, huge expense, but it's definitely something you'd want to talk to a foundation company about. We are look, taking a look at. We are out of time. Kevin, you came back on video just in the last couple of seconds, but we appreciate it. Yeah. All right. We got a lot from you at the beginning, so that's good. Mm -hmm. As we wrap up, my thanks to Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who does all our marketing and photography, and as we now say, so much more. And uh, you can reach me, Bob Sekoler, 376-5483. If you're thinking about selling your home, we have a free no-obligation booklet that has hundreds of useful tips. You can get a copy free of charge. All you do is send me an email, bob at com, and put selling tips in the subject line, and I'll send that right out to you. Again, all you can reach me at 376-5483. We're out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAN.